0: Chapter 16 of Carpenter's World Travels Alaska, Our Northern Wonderland by Frank Carpenter. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Betty B. Chapter 16 Hot Springs in Cold Lands. Hot Springs in Alaska. Boiling water bubbling out of the beds of glaciers. Steam rising from the earth on the edge of ages-old ice several hundreds of feet deep scalding baths and hot water from mother earth's own tank almost in the shadow of the north pole these are some of the wonders of our great territory whose shores are washed by the chill bering sea and the icy arctic i have heard of hot springs ever since i came to alaska they are to be found from the islands of the panhandle to the very edge of the arctic fifty miles north of ketchikan are the Bell island hot springs where the water is 164 degrees Fahrenheit, or hot enough to cook eggs. A little farther north are the Sitka hot springs, whose waters register 156 degrees above zero. And on Chichagov Island, between Sitka and Juneau, are the Tenekee hot springs, which have been made a flourishing resort for both the summer and the winter seasons. In fact, the Geological Survey has discovered hot springs in many different parts of the territory the baker hot springs which i have just visited are on the tanana river about twelve hours by steamer from tanana and fort gibbon and one hundred miles from fairbanks they lie about three miles back from the tanana river and upon landing i got a hay wagon to carry me across to the town near the springs a fairly good corduroy road covered with sawdust and muck crosses the lowlands and goes up to the springs this land is now covered with patches of bushes and grass as high as my knee some of the grass is in tassel and the land is sprinkled with wild flowers white yellow and red whose names i know not nearing the town we drove over a corduroy bridge crossing a creek that flows into the tanana river and stopped at the post-office which is a wire cage inside the galvanized iron store building of the northern commercial company american flags floating from high poles above three of the log houses showed the patriotism of their owners not far from the post office were the burned ruins of a hotel which was once a winter and summer resort the hotel had great bathing and swimming tanks it was built of logs and cost it is said more than forty thousand dollars today there is only one bathing tank left a cabin is built over it and the water is piped from the springs about a half mile away i tested the bath with a thermometer and it was just one hundred fourteen degrees fahrenheit it was hot enough to paint my skin scarlet when i jumped in leaving the ruins i walked over the hills to visit the springs passing through a farm of three hundred acres on the way the road is through an oat field where there were perhaps thirty acres ready for cutting in the center of this field i saw the large glass hothouse built to supply the hotel and mines with cucumbers tomatoes and other vegetables coming to the steaming brook that flows from the spring we passed a chicken and hog shed about four hundred feet in length when business was booming its owner kept there six hundred and fifty hens fifty ducks and seventy pigs as well as horses and cows the sheds were built into the hill from whence the spring comes the ground is so hot that it kept the poultry and other stock in comfort throughout the winter and that without the stoves necessary to other parts of alaska the water moderates the temperature of the land of almost the whole farm the adjacent hill slopes are a natural hotbed snow falling on the warm ground thaws so rapidly that the surface is seldom white for more than a couple of days at a time and the frost goes down only an inch or so On the edge of the warm land young parsnips have been dug in march from under the snow and all other crops are much in advance of those planted elsewhere at the springs the warm water flows out at the rate of one hundred and fifty gallons a minute it is as clear as a crystal but it is steaming at a temperature of one hundred twenty five degrees fahrenheit i watched mr waring the hot springs expert of the geological survey As he tested the heat and measured the flow, he says the water is hot enough to soft boil eggs in ten minutes. Walking down the stream thirty or forty feet, I found another brook flowing into it and supposed this would be of about the same temperature as the one we had tested. I put in my hand. The water was icy cold. Stooping down on the narrow fork between the two streams, I put one hand in hot water and the other in cold bouncing back in the hay wagon over the corduroy road to the river i sat beside tom davis a farmer who does teaming from the tanana to the gold mines north of here he told me that the hay they are now unloading from our steamer is worth ninety dollars a ton at the river and one hundred and forty dollars a ton when it gets to the mines i remarked that the price seemed an extravagant one said mr davis it is not high for alaska I have known hay to sell as high as $800 a ton or at 40 cents per pound. That was in the Klondike when the gold fever was raging. I once sold 1,000 pounds of hay to the freighters for 50 cents a pound and weighed it out on the grocery scales. During my stay in Alaska, I met G.D. Schofield of Seattle, the owner of some of the largest hot springs on the Seward Peninsula. These are even more wonderful than the Baker Springs they are situated about seventy miles north of nome at the foot of the sawtooth mountains fifty feet above sea level a number of them boil out of the ground at a temperature of one hundred sixty degrees fahrenheit maintaining the same heat winter and summer the springs form a stream called hot creek that runs through a farm of three hundred and twenty acres i asked mr schofield about this farm he replied we have forty acres under cultivation and sixty more that could be put into crops the whole of this hundred acres is kept warm by the springs and the hot water under the ground if you dig down anywhere inside this tract you will find hot earth and the lower you go the hotter it gets at a depth of six feet you cannot hold the earth in your hands there seems to be a stratum of hot water under the whole hundred acres on the other hand the land outside that area is frozen solid so no one knows what depth. Our farm is like the crust of a hot pie, fresh from the oven, set on the ice, but never getting cold. We have a glass greenhouse 36 feet long and 16 feet wide, built above one of the springs. The hot water furnishes the heat, and no matter if the temperature goes to 30 degrees below zero outside, it never goes to freezing within. The plants grow in the hothouse all winter, and in the summer we have cantaloupes, cucumbers mushrooms tomatoes and watermelons we also raise lettuce young onions and other green stuff we have a tree onion that grows well it does not lie in the ground but grows on the branches of a tree twelve or fourteen inches high i asked mr schofield whether many people came to visit the springs yes he said we have a hotel accommodating thirty and the people come in from nome and all parts of the seward peninsula Our best season is in the winter. The guests come on dog sleds, and you can sometimes see as many as 400 dogs there at once. It usually takes two days to make the trip from Nome in winter, but it can be done in one day in the summer by going over the railway track with the Pupmobile, a car drawn by dogs which takes you within six miles of the springs. In coming from Tanana to Hot Springs Landing, I was all day on the Tanana River it carries down such a vast deal of silt that the water is as thick as bean soup there are frequent sandbars and we passed islands in every stage of formation from the bare brown patch of silt to forest clad areas washed by the waves now and then there were floating islands great beds of green with bushes and trees upon them moving down the stream in places the river is from five to ten miles wide and quite shallow i saw soil and trees bushes and the earth fall down into the current before my eyes the river banks are lined with trees still living and still green which have fallen this way into the current at times the water so melts the frozen strata that caves are formed under the matted moss and where there is an open space and no trees this green mat slopes down into the stream like a great green carpet laid from the bed of the river up to the shore at the wood camps where the trees had been cut away to furnish fuel for the steamers were great beds of pink fireweed rising out of high grass coming up the river we saw here and there pioneers chopping little farms out of the forests they first cut the trees and a year later pull out the stumps the ice is so close to the surface that the roots cannot go down deep so the stumps come up rather easily after clearing they plant patches of vegetables or fields of oat-hay none of the farms is large and i believe it will be a long time before the local market will be big enough to pay the farmers of the united states to leave their good homes to try their luck here End of chapter 16.